This is Dr. Tio Wan Lin, and welcome to my podcast, Dermatologist Talks Science of Beauty. Today, we're going to discuss how the different materials that our skin comes into contact with affects the functioning of our skin, its effect on physiology. And how we can make an informed choice with regards to the types of garments that we wear to sleep. Yeah, sleep is so important considering we spend a third of our lives asleep. Everything from the clothes we wear, the pillowcase we sleep on, the position we sleep in, all make a difference to our skin. Well, this is not usually a topic I hear a lot about, so I'm excited to hear more about how different types of clothing that we wear to bed may affect our skin. In particular, wearing silk to sleep, or just in general, has always been considered a small luxury. Silk, because of its smooth, friction-free texture, has always been touted as being a skin-friendly fabric. But could you elaborate on the rise in prevalence of silk clothing as well as the benefits of wearing it at night? The idea of a sleep routine is something that has been important in uh, sleep management and psychologists have also long advised patients with insomnia, for example, to have a routine before bedtime. So the part of it um, is primarily because it does help one to reduce anxiety and stress levels uh, whenever we follow a certain routine. Um, it's also a um, meditative process, a ritual, um, the mindfulness movement, for example, is centered around having certain rituals uh, which allow the individual to focus on the present. Separately, um, the rise of you know using silk in um, our uh, sleep garments or pillowcases has um, you know been around for some time. There are lots of high-profile silk garment manufacturers. Uh, designers who specialize in silk sleepwear um, for over a decade. And, um, you know, right now, I think the shift is more, um, you know, towards how silk itself uh, does have innate skincare benefits uh, more than, um, you know, just our understanding of this textile as a status symbol or luxury item. Um, we are, of course, going to talk about the science uh, behind how these textiles interact with your skin, uh, primarily in terms of creating a very specific skin microenvironment. Uh, in Singapore, you know, we live in a year-round tropical climate, humidity, heat, uh, they're all factors that uh, are amplified when you sleep and um you know we are obviously in the same position for several hours um and whatever fabric we wear uh potentially can create an occlusive microenvironment uh which sometimes in the context of having a restful night's sleep is sometimes not very conducive i agree in such hot and humid weather most people need to sleep with the air conditioner on or at least have a fan blowing at them well, what are the properties of silk that make it suitable for sleepwear? 
That's a, a good question.、Um, silk itself has specific thermal properties, and、um, you know if we break down the、uh, specifics, what we would say is that it has a high thermal emissivity rate. So this means it tends to cool your skin when it's in contact with it. So the other interesting factor about natural silk、um, is that when material scientists do studies on the composition of silk, we find that, in particular, copper ions, which we、uh, know is an antioxidant that stimulates collagen production,、uh, is actually produced in the spinning process of natural silk,、um, but in very low concentrations.、Uh, however, it does account for you know the anecdotal experiences of、uh, individuals feeling that. They have better skin、uh, when they wear silk,、um, you know, pajamas or they sleep on a silk pillowcase.、Uh, in Singapore, it's not just when you're sleeping, but also in the daytime as well.、Uh, when you're wearing very tight, occlusive clothing,、um, plus with sweat,、uh, all that predisposes to certain、uh, body. Uh, you know, dermatological conditions of the body. For example, uh, fungal acne, which really we consider a misnomer. Um, it's specifically known as uh, you know, pityosporin folliculitis, which is a type of folliculitis. It does resemble acne, but it is uh due to inflammation of the hair follicles due to yeast overgrowth. Um, this. Yeast malassezia thrives in warm, humid environments, and、uh, wearing silk or breathable textiles, loose-fitting clothing,、um, usually is part of our recommendation for individuals who suffer from this condition, which tends to be chronic and recurrent,、uh, especially in individuals who are very active and sweat a lot and live in a tropical climate.、Um, it's the same for individuals. Who suffer from true acne?、Um, so truncal acne is when the acne occurs on the body.、Uh, when you are sleeping, you know, besides comfort levels, we are also now thinking about the type of micro environment that、um, you know your skin is being exposed to. So silk.、Um, It's a very comfortable fabric because it is very、uh, soft and smooth. So, in terms of the way it、um, behaves, you know,、um, when in contact with skin, it definitely is conducive. As opposed to a textile like wool or you know polyester, which、um, is less breathable, and wool, for example, is very prickly and is known to. Irritate the skin of individuals with eczema.、Um, when you know we apply these concepts to even your hair, it's interesting that when you're using a silk nightcap,、um, it does reduce the、um, you know amount of static that occurs. And、um, with regards to protecting your hair from、um, split ends. Uh, which is a form of、um, you know damage to the hair shaft.、Um, 
It is also helpful.、Uh, it does help to maintain the structure of the hair shaft.、Um, interestingly,、uh, natural silk itself contains、um, proteins like sarin and fibroin. These are essentially moisturizing for the hair shaft. Yes, I do find myself gravitating towards certain fabrics, especially taking into account Singapore's weather. Well, are there any problems that may arise from the use of natural silk? I do know that your company has come up with a biofunctional textile that is made with the Qiyon synthetic silk. Could you also elaborate on how this textile acts as an alternative to natural silk and how it measures up? The Qiyon synthetic silk is termed a silk. Uh, primarily because of its inherent similarities to the、uh, biochemical properties of natural silk. So,、um, first of all,、uh, in terms of being able to maintain the skin microclimate. Um, in the following ways, firstly, keeping the skin cool, uh, because of its high thermal emission rates. The second, of course, is the concentrated copper ions, um, present in this silk, uh, which in fact exceeds that which is found in natural silk, and. Finally, because we also want to increase awareness of the ethical issues involved in the use of natural silk products, animal rights、um, and welfare groups have pointed out that silkworms are actually、um, boiled or gassed alive in the process of harvesting silk, and、um, it has actually been demonstrated. Um, in our study of worms in general,、um, in the scientific community, that they are able to feel pain. So part of the initiative of the biomaterials arm under my company, Dr. T W L Dermaceuticals, is also to create awareness of cruelty-free alternatives to textiles,、um, which recreates this optimal skin microenvironment. We definitely want people to realize that there is a role for synthetic substitutes that are, in fact, superior to the original product.、Um, and the one thing that is evident、um, in the use of natural silk, for example, versus silk alternatives,、um, is that natural silk is certainly not the most durable fabric, and in fact. You actually have to dry clean it,、um, or even when you try to hand wash it,、um, a lot of care has to be taken,、um, and、uh, that's in order for the garment to retain its luxurious aesthetic and also for the fibers not to disintegrate. So this is something which is very obvious when you try to say use natural silk in face masks. So in the context of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Uh, which is a really bad idea, mainly because it's not durable. It's not water resistant, which is actually,、um, you know, the primary function of wearing a protective face mask because you want to protect others from your biofluids.、Um, so it really has to be water resistant to a certain extent. Importantly. 
Uh, the use of this sort of terminology, synthetic silk or vegan silk, is partly to raise awareness of silk alternatives that recreate um, a beneficial skin microenvironment. Uh, which, besides, you know, skin cooling, um, there are additional textile cosmeceutical benefits such as the stimulation of collagen production. Um, and especially so when it can be increased, um, you know, and made superior to natural silk itself, such as the uh, increased concentration of copper nanoparticles present in the Kion's fabric, which has been um, integrated into the pillowcase as well as the fabric face mask. Those are good points indeed, because when we are choosing a textile, we should consider the purpose of how it's being used. In the context of a face mask, it's so important to have something that is water resistant and something that is durable enough to be washed often after each use. And yes, while silk is a natural and luxurious fabric, many overlook the environmental impact and ethical concerns of silk. Um, it uses more fresh water, causes more water pollution, and emits more greenhouse gases than other fabrics. In that case, apart from the Qiyan's fabric, are there any other silk alternatives that offer the same or even more benefits of silk? Lyo silk is another silk alternative that um, we created from regenerated plant cellulose fibers for our day wear range, um, which has specifically thermal cooling properties. So, um, both the Qiyons and the Lyo silk textiles have the following properties which are beneficial for the skin microenvironment. First of all, a high uh, thermal emissivity rate for infrared light so that it feels cool to the touch, um, which is an important factor when you are making sleep garments. Secondly, um, the Curon's textile has these um, copper nanoparticles, which are permanently incorporated into the weave of the fabric, which means that it is released when in contact with your skin, um, paving the way for a new generation of skincare in the form of textiles with the benefits of um, wrinkle reduction, stimulation of collagen production, which are actually evidence-based in both cell and clinical studies. Uh, with regards to the uh, nanoparticle technology. That's really good to know. In this day and age, it is comforting to know that there are so many options and alternatives that we can choose from. You've mentioned briefly the skincare benefits of a biofunctional textile. Can you tell us more about how a textile can not only prevent irritation, but bring more benefits to the skin, kind of like a skincare product that we apply? Moving on to the benefits of textiles, I think that it is an important concept for us to appreciate that the skin being a highly accessible organ absorbs whatever is applied on it, which is the basis for our skincare routine and also why we um, as dermatologists prescribe topical medications. Increasingly, we are learning about the influence of the um, microbiome on skin diseases. Healthy skin has a balance of microorganisms on your skin, 
which is actually protective. Um, our efforts to treat the skin microbiome are rather limited, uh, primarily because administering oral or topical antibiotics actually does the opposite of what we want um, in terms of preservation of a healthy skin microbiome. The very concept being that there are good bacteria and also bad bacteria. So the key here is you want a good balance. When you apply an oral or topical antibiotic, you are killing both populations of the bacteria. But the bigger problem is bacterial resistance, which is the biggest problem of all in terms of um, bacteria-related skin conditions like acne, folliculitis, we find that short-term application of topical antibiotics uh, does work. But then after that, the skin cells very quickly learn to adapt and become resistant to the antibiotic. And that's actually very dangerous on a global level because of the patterns of drug resistance that we are seeing. Biofunctional textiles um, as a type of textile cosmeceutical beyond the skincare benefits that we've discussed so far um, is relevant also because uh, it's able to exert medically beneficial uh, therapeutic effects. For example, being bactericidal. Uh, killing off the bacteria, including harmful bacteria, allowing the body to uh, retain its ability to hopefully recolonize with beneficial bacteria without problems of drug resistance. And uh, this is why, uh, you know, the focus of our research um, when applied to the Masni microbiome is very relevant, but also for treatment of other conditions of the body. For example, the Kuyon's kimono, um, we are conducting a trial currently as an adjunct treatment for moderate to severe body acne, truncal acne, um, as well as a condition caused by a yeast, pityosporum folliculitis, um, colloquially known as fungal acne, um, it also has a, a track record, um, you know, for its implementation in eczema patients when used during bedtime. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned eczema because that's definitely one skin condition in which we can see that the clothes we wear really do make a difference to our skin. Tell us more about that. What fabrics have been traditionally recommended for eczema patients and how can this biofunctional textile help with that? Um, so eczema is one condition that uh, biofunctional textiles uh, has been uh, very relevant um, you know, to in the last decade. Silver impregnated textiles, zinc oxide uh, impregnated textiles, these have a very broad spectrum uh, bactericidal effect, which definitely helps in the treatment of eczema, which um, is contributed to by uh, what we call the Staph aureus superantigen effect, which drives inflammation in these patients. Um, in particular, in eczema patients, it is often the uh, sleep that is disturbed. Um, so it's very relevant that we are incorporating a garment uh, in the form of a sleepwear and 
actually almost all the studies that have been conducted on eczema patients in the context of biofunctional textiles is for sleepwear. So a process occurs whenever we engineer a biofunctional textile. So uh, essentially polymerization process is, uh, is essential to treat the fabric um, so that instead of just having the usual qualities of a synthetic material, which is uh, firstly the uh, low breathability and the occlusive nature, which is detrimental for skin, uh, is altered. So instead, uh, conferring properties that mm, allow the textile to recreate the ideal skin microenvironment, a uh, high evaporation coefficient um, in the context of the uh, daily wear, the Q-on's mask is important uh, because when you sweat, we want it to dry it quickly rather than saturate, uh, like in the context of using cotton or um, other types of natural fibers, silk, uh, natural fibers mask. Um, so um, the high thermal emissivity rate we've spoken of um, in terms of being able to cool your skin on contact. And finally, of course, the uh, key thing here is the metallic nanoparticle impregnation process. It's a way of ensuring that these textile, um, you know, the nanoparticles do not wash out with your laundry and are instead permanently incorporated and constantly have a certain level of efficacy when it's in contact with skin. Wow, I definitely didn't know how much work it takes to design, engineer, and manufacture a textile, which I'm sure is complicated work when it comes with so many additional benefits. Well, today we talked about how what we wear to sleep can affect our skin, the benefits and disadvantages of silk for the skin, and how we can harness these benefits in fabrics like the Qyon's biofunctional textile and engineer them to have more skincare benefits to treat skin conditions. Well, that's it for today's episode. You can follow Dr. Tio on Instagram at Dr. Tio Wan Lin for podcast updates. And remember to check out our website at www.scienceofbeauty.net for the full transcript. Oh.